Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. I'm Alessandra. And today, we're talking about the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles again. It's been forever. It's been really long because the last episode was, like, so shitty. <laughs> it, it kind of made me not want to continue watching, but I'm really glad we continued watching. Oh, yeah. This episode made up for it, like, 100%. Like, this was a great episode. This was probably the best by far. Um, but anyway, we're talking about Chapter 7, yes. Love's Sweet Song, um, and this was a fantastic episode. Yeah, and I honestly, before we start really getting into it, I'd just like to preface with the fact that this is our first podcast where I am in New York and Emily's in Los Angeles. We are on opposite... <laughs> we are on opposite oceans. And I also... Um, moved here and it's very loud here and I don't have a quiet space um, per se so you might be hearing some people yelling or some kind of crazy construction or my roommates talking so it's uh <laughs> it's not gonna be it's not gonna be like the most quiet of our episodes but hopefully nothing that violent will happen when we're talking okay violent I mean I don't know Goodness. there's some crazy stuff that goes on outside um you know it's nuts here. All right. Well, I'll just take your word for it then. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the people will. Oh, my God. Scrolling through this episode is going to be so difficult. Okay. It is long. Um, oh, so I guess oh, we'll just... Goodness. We'll start with the beginning. Uh, and I was like, oh, Vanessa Redgrave's in this. I saw her name in the in the credits. Um, and Indy's on a Who's boat. That? She's a... She plays Vicky's mom. Oh, what what else is she in? She's in Atonement, and oh yeah, um, she's a, one of the best actresses. Like she's like a Shakespearean actress too. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so that was really awesome that they had her in this. But uh, so it starts off. Indy's on a boat, and he looks sweaty and awful because they stowed away on this boat from Mexico to Ireland. I will say that I was super confused because la the last episode that we watched was so confusing. I had yeah. no idea what was happening <laughs> that I completely forgot where we were at. Like, yeah. I kind of thought, like, I, I don't know. For some reason, I thought that this episode was just going to be completely different and, like, off topic from the other yeah. episode. I did not think that they were going to be linked. I didn't think they were going to be linked yeah. at all. I wrote, I'm half surprised they picked up back, like, right where they left off. Like, I was like, oh, I know. okay. I know, I put, I put, I forgot at the end of the last episode that Indy was fleeing to Belgium to fight in this guy's war, because I forgot this guy's name, too. I was like, Remy. who the heck is name this guy? Remy. Yeah, Remy. He's... I figured that out, like, well into the episode. Um, yeah. He's, he's something, yeah, that guy. Yeah, so they're on a boat. Mm -hmm. He's a... I really didn't like him in the last episode, but he kind of he kind of grew on me a little bit. Yeah, in this he definitely got better. Like I think he's mostly a, just because I felt bad for him. You no, know, I think he's a good actor. Like I think he does a pretty good job. I mean, his character is just annoying. Yeah, he's you know, 
he's he's got he's got issues uh, and we'll get to that but <laughs> but i felt bad for him and i'll i'll say why later but um but yeah so they're on a boat um they're both really sweaty because they're they're stowing away and they're pretending to be deckhands mm-hmm. on the boat um but it looks like they're actually just being deckhands so i don't know maybe they were i don't know who knows yeah but um, then they get to ireland <clears throat> Wait, no, there, there's like that random... The lady. That random comment yeah. that he says? Yeah. I totally thought she was going to show up later, but she, she just never, never shows up again. It was like this so woman that they're... he knew or something from beforehand or something? I have no idea who this lady was, but but they're both just like pretending to be working on something. Like, oh, boat stuff, boat stuff. Pretend to be doing boat stuff. <laughs> boat stuff. Um, and uh, he sees a dress... Like, for, like, a second in these, like, little porthole windows. Like, how do you see anything? Yeah. Like, through these windows. And he windows. sees, like, some... But any... Some he see He dress. sees the bottom, like, two feet of a dress. And he's like, I know that dress. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And then... And then he gets up and he yells, Henrietta, at some lady. <laughs> and she goes, like, yes. And he's like, it's me, Indy. We met somewhere, like, on, on the dock. Yeah. Somewhere. Some, something like that. And then she's like, I don't and she's like, I'm hands. sorry. I'm not acquainted with any deckhands. And <laughs> and I was just like, I had a million questions. I was like, how does he know that dress? Like, will she show up later? I was like, what is happening with this lady? Also the fact that, like, he knew this lady's name, she responded to it, and didn't think that was weird, that, like, he knew her name and stuff. You know, clearly they, they would have known each other if he knew her name. That's very odd. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I that was just all weird. I that was the one part where I was like, "What?" And then it just just continues on. I was like, "Okay, yeah." So uh, then they they get to so Ireland. They're in, they're in Ireland. Do we know where in Ireland they are? No, I don't know. Is Dublin? it is it is it wherever uh is it wherever William Butler uh Yates is from? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's Which Dublin. It said it wasn't. He he's not from Dublin, so I don't know if they were in Dublin, but they they could have been. I have no idea. They never said. Um. Yeah, then they take this, like, cart with, with like, carrots and a dog. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah. Uh, they're just, they're just, uh, hitchhiking their way. Yeah. Because they have no money. They have no money. They have to make money to buy a ticket to go somewhere to fight, to enlist in the Belgian army, to go to London. Um, but, like, they get there, and Remy's like, uh... <laughs> We have to take another boat. And then Indy's like, well, we don't have any money. <laughs> and he's like, "I know we, we'll work we, for two weeks. <laughs> I don't even think it was two weeks. I think it was like, I think it was longer. I think they were there for a while. Yeah, it seemed like they were there for a while because Indy kept spending all this money. <laughs> yeah, on this, on this girl. My God. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I made that comment. I, I was like, really? This It's going to take a long time for them to get to this Belgium war because they're just like... They have to. They, they have to get a job, save up money, survive. So like, eat and pay for their place. Yeah, and then not to mention, and then not to mention all the frivolous spending that they do. Yes, like it's which just is ridiculous. Lot. Like, so they work as bar hands and like waiters. Yes, which I, I have a time code for this. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay. do you do you do you talk about this part? The part with the, the dodging scene? the glasses. 
Yes! Well, how are, listen, how are you going to... It is a visual joke. Like, I know you have a time code, oh, but, like, seriously, on. how are we going to explain it? You, you don't hear... It's all just, like, him walking around and there's a fight going on. It's really hard to visualize. Like, I swear, I really don't think it would be good for podcast listening. <laughs> oh, come on. But it was so good. I love that know. scene. I loved it. It was so funny. So, basically, like... Indy's working for like this as a waiter and he's got this tray full of like a dozen full glasses of beer or whatever and there's a a bar fight that breaks out and he is like the people are fighting and he's dodging them with his glasses and giving the people their drinks and it's just great it's so fantastic yeah and then it's already better this episode just because of that scene (laughs) I know, about 10 minutes in, I was like, this episode's already better. Yeah, um, it's already better. Way better. So. And um, and so at the end of his, uh, at the end of this fight scene, he meets, he meets, he talks to a guy. Yeah. Um, I think later on they call him Sean O'Casey. Sean uh, O'Casey, yeah, yeah, that's him. O'Casey. Mm-hmm. And, um. And he's, like, warning him that if he spills the beer, he'll have to join the war and get blown up. Mm-hmm. Like, he just... He just has, uh... He has a lot of opinions, this guy. I like um, him, though. I liked him, too. Yeah. I I liked what he... You you just definitely know that if Indy just randomly talks... You, you get this sense that if Indy is randomly talking to someone, that they'll show up again later. That so that's and, why... like, they also might be famous in some way, because we kind of have that, like... Indie casually running into geniuses all the time, so or a historical figure like freaking Where's Waldo? Let's find the historical <laughs> figure in this indie episode. Which there's a few, there's a few of them for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that that part with the glasses was really funny. And then so him and Remy need to eat. So Remy's like, okay, go get all of this food for us. And then he goes out, I guess, to this. Like, he takes just a little bit of the food, uh, a little bit of the money, and then Remy goes, that's not going to be enough. And he's like, well, that's all we can afford. And then he leaves. Yeah. So, uh... And so he walks past what clearly looked like a grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. Walked past right, it. Right past it. And, like, goes into this walks restaurant right instead. right past what was clearly a grocery store. He walks, he starts walking <laughs> past a, a really fancy, like, cafe, looks in a window, and then, like, makes makes like eye contact with these two girls yeah sitting just in this like little restaurant and then just comes over and invites himself to sit down yes i was like what the what what like how do you introduce that that makes no sense and the brother's like sitting there and he's like i don't really want to you know it was weird yeah sean the they're another fucking sean yeah there are three there are three sean's in this episode (laughs) sean patrick flannery sean sean the brother and sean the writer i know it's like why couldn't they make the brother's name not sean like i just don't i know why did it also need to be sean like was was that necessary it wasn't it just so everybody in ireland's name is sean I, i refer to them as sean number one and number two yeah and then, and then you know, Sean Patrick Flannery is just indie, but you know, SPF. you know what I mean, yeah. Sean. Okay. Um, um, yes. Yeah, so, so I made a comment because because as he was walking past the market, he also was like looking at like like two other pretty girls like walked past him. So I'm just like, really? Like these are the two girls that you that you that you yeah. happen to just be drawn to? Like I don't. And they're I don't they're kind of like plain too. Like they're they're okay. Which which is which is 
which is cool. Like it's it's I like that they weren't like overly beautiful or something. Yeah, totally, but like totally. Still, why? I don't I don't know why he happened to. And even the the cafe even had a little curtain like halfway up the window. Yeah. You know how like all the little fancy little cafes have like that half window curtain. Yes. How did he? How did he even? How did he even see that? I don't. <laughs> I just. I, I. I don't. That doesn't make any so sense. So then they like, ask him, like, sh- what he was doing with his life. And then he was like, oh, I've traveled the world. And um, for a moment, I literally forgot that he actually have has traveled the world and, like, actually has been everywhere. Um, he's not well, just lying. I know. It was, such a, it was such a jump. Because the way he said the sentence, too, it sounded like he was going on another world tour. Right. Because yeah. I thought... I thought after his one when he was a kid, like that was that was his world tour when he was a kid. Right. Well, he's going because on he started when... he started going yeah. to school. Mm-hmm. But now he's going on a second world tour, basically. I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. He didn't say he was enlisting, so um, he didn't. No. So and then the guy was like, "Oh, what did you do in Mexico?" He's like, "Uh, it was complicated," and I'm like, "Yeah, it was complicated. We couldn't figure it out either, man. It was really weird." You were fighting for something. We had no idea what you were fighting for. And he's like, oh, it, it had to do with land. And the guy's like, wasn't it about freedom? And he's like, it was complicated. <laughs> yeah, it was It was ridiculous. Yeah, he, even he had no idea what he was doing in Mexico. So then no. the girls just automatically assume that he's a millionaire for some reason because he's American. Because he, said, because he said world tour. Yeah. And so they're just like, oh, American millionaire. Yeah, and uh, then they're was... like, oh, let's just get, like, 15 cakes. Um, I have the, the cake After they buying. just ate. Yeah. They had tea. I know. He was, God, tea and, like, four cakes because the stupid guy with the cake cart came by. I have a, uh, I, ha- I have them ordering cakes at 8.44, so I'm just going to play this. The revolutionary aims. Well, it's kind of complicated, mostly to do with land. And their freedom. Well, obviously, but the thing is... Okay, Carl. Tea for four. Tea for four. That's fine, thank you. And some cakes? Oh, we couldn't. Have we had more than enough already? Yeah, no, then we... Well, perhaps just one of the little creamy ones. And a chocolate eclair, if you're twisting the arm. And a couple of the little custardy ones with the twiddles on top. And the yellow one with the slices of mixed fruit inside. So, eat up. Oh. And then he has to pay for it all. And uh, he loses all of their money for groceries, and Remy is sad. <laughs> yeah, this is this is where I feel bad for Remy, because, uh... like, Remy is pretty much starving for, like, these past couple weeks, and, and Indy's just being a total ass and spending it all on some stupid girl. Like, Sounds like I Indy. I don't know. Oh, gosh. I know. <laughs> um, and then they invite him to the matinee the next day, and he pays for all four of them. I know. And he's like, I thought it was just going to be you there. Why does your brother and your sister have to go? <laughs> oh. Or yeah, or your yeah, your brother and your, and your friend. Yeah. Gosh. And, uh... So then they go see, like, this kind of, like, fanciful show about Ireland, and uh, Indy enjoys it. And, like, the girl puts her hand, Maggie puts her hand, like, on his knee or something. She's, like, very forward about it. 
No, she puts she puts her hand on his hand, and his hand was holding his hat. Uh huh. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> because I guess I guess she could tell that he was a little annoyed that that the other people were there, so he couldn't get frisky with her. Well, also, like. She just is spending time with him because of the money. Like, she doesn't even care. She just wants him to buy her things. Like, clearly. Yeah, she just she just wants stuff. And she's totally taking advantage of thinking that India is a millionaire when he's not. Mm-hmm. Even, though he, even though he kind of almost is, because he is, like, an heir. And, like, yeah. his dad has, like, a ton of money. It, yeah, but, but he has no access you know, to that money. Like, at all. No, not at the moment. Yeah, so... Then uh, then the writer guy starts to give him some kind of education about the differences between the Ir- like the Ireland that he wants to represent and the Ireland that like is being represented in something like that fanciful show, which I thought was, oh, yeah, was I have, interesting. I have I have that time code. Oh, okay. Of him talking. I'm not, I'm he just keep... says a lot of really cool stuff, so a lot of my time codes are of him doing like saying things. Um Yeah. Um here, let me find it yeah yeah okay. yeah I'm, I'm there i'm there i'm there i got it i got okay. it i got it okay, okay here we go <laughs> so, this, so this is this is sean number two because he came in no sean number yes, one because we actually met the sean. sean first writer sean the writer sean sean number one not mackie's brother he's talking about he's talking about the matinee that indy uh watched can i take that bring another ginger beer and point to shandy in a couple of minutes irish arts happy where'd you hear that at the theater don't you mean the music hall? I guess. It sure wasn't it. Sung by a brat of a boy with a bunch of shamrock in his coat and a shillelagh in his hand. And didn't he wish he a top of the morning, a top of the morning? What's wrong with that? Everything. Why? Because it's a phony and a lie. It's the kind of thing that makes us a laughing stock. Look at the Irish. Aren't they a scream? Makes my blood boil. So he's very interested in like the very real, like gritty, grungy, like life stuff. Like that's that's kind of what like inspires him. Yeah. This writer. Yeah. Sean. And um and I guess after this he so I don't know where it was brought up that he was a writer, probably like another time that Indy was working and like he talked to him more. Because who knows? I'm still not sure how long he was actually there, and so so he talks about um, talks about how the musical that Indy saw was very like stereotypical and almost like an embarrassment to like what being an Irishman's like truly about. And, yeah, um, especially especially since they're going through a hard time right now with the whole uh, English oppression like, thing. Is it a yeah? And I um, think they just want to. They definitely want to be free of. Of England, but this guy's saying he doesn't want to be free and be under like a Catholic rule, uh, which is what mm-hmm. they would instate it with. And he's like, "Yeah, but if we'd be free, then we'd be under Catholic rule, and like not everybody here is Catholic, or like the fact that like it it would be just as oppressive. It won't be any different." So, I mean, I like this guy. Yeah, he's cool. Um, and then. So he invites Indy to go see some real theater. Yes. At the Abbey Theater uh, the next day. Mm-hmm. And so they go to a rehearsal, it seems. And this is where we 
Ding, ding, ding. Meet our, meet our first historic figure. Yeah. William Butler Yeats. Yep. And uh, he's putting on a very boring looking play. <laughs> uh, I thought I heard him say it was about the Iron Lady. Y- right? Yeah. The one that. Like uh, Maggie Thatcher? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's what he said. Um, and that's what Sean was saying to, to Indy in the seats. Yep. I think, I think I heard him say Iron Lady. Um, but so they were there and they were just watching this rehearsal, which was pretty cool, which was a pretty cool scene to watch just because, you know, the director was, um, you know, directing the, the, the cast and they were like laughing on stage and it was just, it felt, it felt pretty real. It felt it felt almost like real and even nostalgic, like when when you and I were in the plays together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like you know performing and our, being on stage. Our director yelling at us, telling us to like do our shit. Yeah, and and us just being stupid high schoolers. But um, but yeah, there was still a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then the and then the lady who like finished her scene like pops into the window and says, "Anyone for tea?" Yeah, and then <laughs> so so funny. Yeah, so. That's good. I did like that and then later. After... So then Sean is there to show William, the director, uh, his play. I guess William had been reading his play over the past couple days or something. Yeah, he and gave so it to came... him to, to read and to critique. Yeah. And um, I guess... So he thought it was too real and that it was going to be a failure? I mean, Yeah, he I don't... thought it was too political, I think. Too political, yeah, probably too political. Yeah, but he's like, um, you have good character development. And then uh, Sean's like walking down with Indy and then he's like, oh, he hated it so much. It's so stupid. And he doesn't know shit about characters and he hates me. And he doesn't know anything about like, you know, what what the real life should like is like and how it should be portrayed. Yeah. Um, which he, you know, so. he does uh, do a pretty good job of, of talking about it. Um, he talks about it a little bit later, I think. Um, but he's a, he's an actual, uh, Sean O'Casey was an actual person. So we're, we've got two, like, real life, you know, playwrights um, in this. Oh, cool. I was going to look him up because I was wondering if he was real or not. Yeah, he's, he's an Irish dramatist. Um, and he's, he made some, uh, really down to earth, like plays about working classes and Irish working classes. Um, so it's definitely like, he's, he's like a cool friend of Indies and, you know, wears these like glasses that are like round little glasses and, uh, he's got like. Yeah. Which were, which were all the rage during this time. I mean, you know, Miss, Miss Seymour, Mm -hmm. uh. Miss Seymour wears them, and uh, I think even Remy wears them. Yeah, he does. It's very common. Um, I am seeing pictures of Sean O'Casey wearing them when he gets older as well, so I think it's like just kind of part of his his look, and the younger version of him in this is pretty great. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely liked his character a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, um, and then, I guess... For some reason, I wrote these girls are annoying, so they must have done something. It's because something. when, so he brought Remy to basically go on a date with the other girl, and then the other girl was, like, super down for going out with Remy, which is, like, makes no sense. 
Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just. I don't know. I, I don't know. So, and then he like is with her later too. Like he's like actually courting beach, this right? girl. With the, yeah. With the beach at the beach. Yeah, and then they like drop the seaweed on his face. I was like, uh, what? Yeah. And there's in the water going like, Indy, come in the water. Indy, Indy, come in the water. And he's like, oh my God. Like, they're, they're very annoying. Obvi- and and he's obviously not having that great of a time. So I don't know why he continues hanging out with them. I just don't understand. Um, yeah, because she's just, she still thinks he's he's rich. And so he has to buy her dresses and things. And he doesn't want to. And he thinks he likes her. But I don't know. It definitely seemed like. No. It wasn't really very from, good. Or from earlier on that he wasn't... Because at the end, he was telling Remy, I I thought I liked her. Yeah. I thought I, I loved her. Yeah. It, but I did not see that. he definitely was not showing <laughs> no. it. He was not showing it at all. So I don't know why they continued this, but... Yeah. Well, I have... It's whatever. I have a good uh, explanation with Sean um, of his life. Like, when he's talking about how what live theater means to him and stuff. And I thought it was really great. It's at uh, 24 oh, yeah. 21. And that takes um, guts. The audience are part right. of it. They share. Indeed. It, it, it's a ritual that's very old and very mysterious and goes right down deep into the roots of our experience. It, it has to do with magic. But when it succeeds, the thing happens which makes it dangerous. Do you see? Never thought of it like that. And do so now, because at its greatest, greatest moment, theater becomes life, and life becomes theater. The cinematograph will never do that for you. I mean, I will argue that uh, cinema will do that for you, <laughs> but definitely. Uh... I mean. <laughs> It's it's early on though. I mean, they are talking about Charlie Chaplin, which yeah, even they though do he talk was, about him, yeah, he was great. Uh, he was definitely a great part of the history of cinema, but you know, it's definitely evolved since then. Yes, I I know. Um, I think his uh, his cinematic references are different from ours, so you know, we got that. But I did really like that explanation of live theater. I thought that was really nice. The guy who plays him is so good. Like he is so. Um, present and just such a like an engaging speaker that when you're like watching him it was like it kind of reminded me of like Krishnamurti because he was like also really interesting to watch and uh, it's, it's pretty similar they've, they've got some really great character actors in the show like it's it's fun yeah I'd say I'd say they've been really good with with casting these historical figures mm-hmm. um I don't think there's been one that I haven't at least... Because, you know, there are definitely some characters that I disliked more just because of their character, but yeah. that's just because they were playing it so well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely historical figures have been casted so great, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then... And this is also where Maggie's brother finds yeah. out that Indy works at a pub and is not a millionaire. It's funny. It's, it's cute. And, I like the um, way he, like, it reacts, you know? He's just like... And this is where, this is where we get some, some foreshadowing mm-hmm. of, of the Shans. The Shans were both were both um, either a part of something or planning something. Yeah. 
because that's what I said. Ooh, the Shans are planning something. Yeah, so and, it seems um, that Sean, Maggie's brother, is part of this um, group of people who are re- rebels. Um, tr- yeah, I trying think they to... call them the the the, the Fanians. Yeah, yeah. The 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 uh, Republican Irish like civilian soldiers. Yeah, and they basically just are trying to rebel against the British rule, and it's pretty yeah. clear that that's the the opposite sides, but. Um, Sean O'Casey has a problem because he thinks that they're too uh, violent and he doesn't want to... I, I think that's kind of where he's going. Is is he Like I said, he doesn't want the Catholics to be enrolling, so he's just like, we should try to go about this a different way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, instead of being violent. Um, so I, I think that was a better choice for him, obviously, because he doesn't have to go to jail in the end, but... Um, yeah, definitely. And then, so Sean, Maggie's brother, invites him to go swimming at the local pool. Yeah, which they had, which I'd written a time code for them talking about. I thought it was funny. Um, we can kind of talk about what my thoughts I'd put down afterwards, but I have it set up if you want me to play. Okay, well, I also just like to note that it starts off with Indy jumping into the water and then getting out, and damn, he's got some muscles, that guy. Like... <laughs> His thighs are huge. Sean Patrick, yeah, Sean Patrick Flannery was really nice looking yeah, in this episode. He's got... um, especially in the second half. Yeah, he's a pretty tall like, guy, like pretty built. Yeah, definitely. I didn't expect it because we haven't seen him in any sort of state of undress until about this point when he's wearing his like um, this one is, piece. Yeah, this is probably the the most costume. undressed that we've seen yeah him. so you know and he's like sopping wet and he's wearing a bathing costume and you're like ooh <laughs> Sean Patrick Flannery <laughs> oh gosh okay something I didn't know I wanted to see uh let's see so here we have them talking about uh he finally brings up the the Belgian war um yeah so Sean number two is definitely is seeing what Indy's plans are and he has some thoughts about it so it's London next year after. Yeah, as soon as I could buy a ticket for the ferry, I'm going to join the Belgian army. And why would you want to be doing a foolish thing like that? Because this war has to be fought. Above all, it has to be won. The alternative is unthinkable. You're mad. <laughs> and why am I mad? Don't you realize that it's the wrong war? Oh, that's right. Maggie said you're a Fenian. What's so funny about that? Well, Ireland's already got home rule. British Parliament passed it. As soon as the war's over, you'll be free to govern yourselves. Govern ourselves? When we'd still have to swear allegiance to the English king and everything that means. And that's so bad? You're an American, and you can ask me that? Well, what about the Protestant loyalists in the North? Protestant, Catholic, North, South, it doesn't matter. We're all Irishmen. That's what counts. So, the way that he was talking about... I don't know, this, this episode was just very war surrounding mm-hmm. and it just sound and it just sounds like Indy is is absorbing all of these different viewpoints and it seems like all of these wars are going on at the same time and it just seems like Indy is shopping around for a war to be a part of. Yeah. And yeah, for a cause. And this and Sean is like trying to take advantage of that yeah, trying and to, uh, you know have influence him to join. Because he he probably like if Ireland wasn't having their own war at the moment, I think I think Sean, you know, he probably wouldn't have thought that the Belgian War was any 
was any less worth fighting than his, but because... Yeah, Indy's got because kind of his mindset. Yeah, because his culture is going through something, he obviously thinks his is more important, but I bet if, if that wasn't the case, he probably would have. But it, it just seems like he's trying to take advantage of Indy's shopping around. Yeah, I mean, I wrote, everyone's trying to get Indy to enlist in everything. Like, they just want a piece of him. They want him to join their cause. Um, because he's an extra body to help the to help the uh help the cause and mm-hmm. you know they want them all to die for their cause not for not for whichever one he wants to so i thought that was that was an interesting conversation they had yeah and then uh then the girls are trying to get After him that to... is a montage yeah it's like a of montage. Indies and Remy's money burning away. <laughs> yeah. God. And they're just like going around all these really fancy ass places. And then finally Indy is like, I can't do this anymore. You seriously like, I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> I honestly. I know. And th- he went for like God. straight for like the truth. He was like, you know what? I don't have any money. You are making me spend all my money on you. Uh, and then she's like, well, then you're never talking to me again. And he's like, fine. <laughs> She's like, I'm never talking to you again, Indy. And she's like, and I'm just, I just wrote, what a bitch. Like, I just, I yeah. just, I did not like her at all. I don't she was, either. She, she was great in being annoying and being a bitch, but that was just, that was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, I do like her brother, she, though. He grew on me for sure. Oh, Sean, definitely. Yeah. I, I actually grew to really like Sean. Me too. Because um, then they go to basically, like, they invite Indy to a little fight club. And Sean, like, punches Indy, like, square in the face. And then they... No, not even a fight club. He's just, like... <laughs> like, Sean was just gonna beat him up because he was still seeing her. Because, yeah. what was it? After after Indy basically told Sean off at the pool, he he was like, don't see my sister again. Like, I don't want... I don't want someone like you seeing my sister. And Indy didn't listen. Um, and so then he's like, you're still not... After he dumps her... He's like, you still seeing my sister? Yeah. And and he's like, what what's it to you? And he's like, I'm gonna beat you up. Like yeah. it was just He just decides that he needs to beat him up. And he just punches Indy square in the face. It's hilarious. I know, because Indy didn't want to fight him because by then he had already dumped her, so it's just like, why are they fighting? And then the <laughs> yeah. the conversation they had while fighting was hilarious. He was like he's like, Don't go near my sister. He's like, I wouldn't even if you paid me. Yeah. And, and he's like, so what? My sister's like, good enough for you? And it yeah, so it was funny. a good, like, little joke. Because he's like, she's all she cares about is dresses. She doesn't even care about anything important. Dresses and cakes. Yeah. Like, what the hell? She's such a child. And he's like, ah. And then they're just fighting. And then, like, and then everybody else starts fighting. fighting. And there's, like, flour everywhere. And then they just get, like, covered in flour or something. And then they start and then laughing. About, yeah. Because cause they're both like, why are we like, why are we fighting? What's going on? Yeah, that. Well, I thought this was great because like Indy's like on top of this guy. There's flour everywhere. And then they start like cracking up, and he's still on top of him. And then they go, and there's this incredible montage where they have like a wonderful day together, and they're like friends now, and they like go swimming like their bikes crash into the water and they're laughing and then they go to watch like some polo or something or cricket or something and it's like they're laughing and he like puts his hand on his back and and i'm like watching this and i'm like is this the love sweet song uh because that got gay like so fast (laughs) 
dude, that's exactly what I was thinking. It was like, like seriously, way after too gay, like way too much. <laughs> yeah, my notes, my notes are honestly like they're fighting, they're fighting, and now they're friends. <laughs> I smell a bromance, and then I said, then I said, do I ship this? Because <laughs> 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 I do, I ship it, I ship it right yeah, there. Yeah, I was like, this is the love sweet song. Like, damn. It's gotta be. I was like, damn, Indy, I'm down for this. Like, (laughs) I ship it. I ship it, man. It's just like, why show all those beautiful scenes of them, like, hanging out and laughing together? It's just, like, so adorable. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, then they go and chase after some girls, so it's not really, like... I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it's all fair in love. Yeah. Like, why not? Uh, Why not? Okay. And then Indy's like, go to London. Oh, wait. We got this problem with the rebels, which... Yeah, they finally got enough money to leave. Yeah. And they're... But then the second they're like, we have enough money to go. And then it's like, there's just a crazy scene happening. What, at the post office? Yeah. The post office. And they've like, the rebels have literally... And then they start, they announce that they are going to take over. And that... For a free yeah. Ireland. And then they basically um, inhabit the entire post office building. And just... Yeah, they, like, take it hostage mm-hmm. and, like, make it their fort. Yeah. Because this post office is crazy. It's huge. Like, it looks like a fortress. No, it's, like, yeah. it's not just, like, a bank or something. It's literally, like, got these beautiful columns that go really high. It's, like, a very tall building. It looks like yeah. it would be, like, a... Um, like kind of a city hall building in a sense because mm-hmm. it's just like and I feel like that was kind of the idea that they were just going to take over um, and then there's just like this really extremely like graphic um, war zone going on where there's all of this fighting and people are getting shot and killed and yeah like the military comes in with like cannons and yeah, shit like blowing up the windows and it's like during this part um, Sean, uh, Maggie's brother, decides to go into the and join the rebels and fight against the British military. And mm-hmm. he, uh, it, Maggie, does not want him to go. She's like, "Don't do this. You're being an idiot." And he does it anyways. So then she runs straight to the bar where Indy works, and Indy and Remy are like at the bar, and the war starts and. Basically, that's how they have to, like, hide out in in their bar. So, like, I mean, this is, like, a 15-minute sequence of, like, this crazy bullets, like, going in and out of the bar. And, like, people are being blasted into it. And it's just, like, really, really yeah, just violent. just stuff blowing up around the building. And it's just causing, it's causing, like, stuff to fall over and the windows to shatter and, like, pipes to break. And it's just yeah. causing so much damage. Well, I think at one point they try to leave... <clears throat> And they're, like, standing, and the military comes well, up. yeah, because Maggie's like, we have to go get my brother. Yeah. Like, she's, she's like, Indy, we have to go. And he's like, are you crazy? And then they leave. Yeah, and they come back. But they they left, and, like, yeah. they're standing on the side of the, of the street, and the military comes up with this cannon, and this guy's, like, pointing a gun at them, like, get away from here. You know, what are you doing here? And the, this, they're, like, in this doorway. The door behind them opens... A guy comes out and shoots the officer and then closes the door again. <laughs> I know. I know. I was and like, right what? behind them. Like, they, literally, they're standing and it happens like right in front. Like, and then there's like, okay, I think we should probably go back inside now. <laughs> well, yeah, I also thought it was just ridiculous that the 
that the that the soldier was just gonna shoot them. Like he's like, get out of here! And he's like pointing their gun at them, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, and a woman really? like got blasted into the into the bar, and then then it kind of goes quiet for a moment, and Maggie thinks that Sean's dead, and then um, the rebels surrender. So uh, it was a it was a lot of it was a mess. Yeah, and I think someone had uh, I think right before that. Um, I think one of the bartender had said something like they the rebels were looking for a great defeat. Like they just they were never gonna surrender and they were never gonna win. No. So it's no. just it was just crazy. And uh Sean gets arrested, Maggie's brother, and um he is sentenced to the firing squad, but somehow Indy and Maggie get him out? Well what happens? Does he die? I don't. I don't think he di- I don't think he dies. I think he's just going to jail. But they like killed all his friends. Yeah, they basically did. I don't. I would be surprised if they didn't kill him also. But maybe they, maybe he survived long enough to, for them to be like, all right, this is enough people. We don't have to kill all of them or something. Like we've, we've shown them, like we we've intimidated them enough. But who knows? I I honestly think he died. Yeah, I think so too. Um, because I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have let anyone go. Yeah. But. Um, so then, uh, Indy and Remy go down to the boat, and, uh, Sean, the playwright, Sean O'Casey, says goodbye, and, uh, basically is like, fuck you, him he's being an idiot. You. It's so funny. I know, he's like, you're an idiot, you're gonna come back? And it's <laughs> like, I hope, I hope so. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, the, I love these guys. I do, I really did so like cute. him. Yeah, um. I, I'm like I'm sad that we're not going to see him anymore. It's like he was such a good character. <laughs> I know Sean, Sean number one, yeah, Sean O'Casey. Um, and then they're on the boat, and Remy explains to uh, Indy. I had put a time code. Yeah, for this. I, I did too. What's your time code? Okay. Um, I have. 47 minutes and 30 seconds. I have 47 minutes it? and 40 seconds. So we, we were like right on that. Oh. Well, do you want to play um, it then? If you wanna, uh, let me let me find it. I'm not. Okay, I'm not, I'll do I'm it. It's easier for me. It's, yeah. it's a lot easier for me. Just do, how about you just do that? Okay. okay. Oh, here we go. It depends. Nuala was very charming. Yeah, but, but I thought I was in love. That wasn't love. That was merely infatuation. How do you tell the difference? Time will teach you. Infatuation usually strikes you immediately. Poof, it hits you between the eyes. But it passes as quickly as it comes. And love? Love. Love is a tender plant. It has to be nurtured carefully. At first you may not recognize it. You may not even like what you see. But it grows indeed. It grows and it blossoms. All it takes is time. Yeah, I thought that was a really nice, uh, a really nice choice. And Remy was uh, pretty smart. Yeah, Yeah, Remy, Remy's definitely grown on me. Um, I just, I felt so bad for him. Like that scene where he had that single piece of cheese just like sitting on that plate. (laughs) And then Indy just eats it. And I'm like, what the fuck, Indy? He got like his fork and his knife. And he was like all ready to eat it. It was just like, like a he square was like, of cheese. He was like reaching for some bread. Yeah. And he just like he took he, he ate his cheese and he dumped his beer. Like why? 
Why would Indy do that? It's, it was hilarious. It was really funny. God. Was he just trying to clean up quickly so he could leave and go see that stupid girl? Well, no. no. Maybe. Maybe it was. Because it was, so, it was earlier on the episode. Yeah. Um, still, Remy and Indy get to London and then they sign up for the army. The Belgian army. Yep. And why? I don't understand why Indy was lying. So Remy like wrote down all of his stuff. Yeah. And and gave his paper, and Indy was, like, looking around kind of, like, reluctantly, a little, like, almost regretfully. I don't know. He had this look on his face, like, I don't want to be doing this right now. Yeah, and, uh... And... Yeah, he he just kind of... He lied about being French? I, I was, like, hoping he wouldn't sign it. I was, like... I think he just wanted to hoping too. be able to join the army, and I think if they found out that he was, like, American, they wouldn't let him, but they didn't even care. They were just, like... Oh, you should know your own birthday. Welcome to the army. <laughs> He's like, you've been lying He's... to me. You're perfect for being a soldier. Um, I know. So that was a little weird. I also thought maybe he didn't want like his actual name to be on the registry or something in case because he hasn't told his dad yet. Yeah, I mean maybe. Um, and then they go to celebrate, and Remy catches <clears throat> the eye of like this pretty barmaid lady, and it makes like no sense to me because. Why are people so attracted to Remy? He's literally like a giant fat rat. Like, this guy is, like, huge. Alessandra. He looks like Remy's brother in Ratatouille. Like, it. he looks it just like him. It doesn't mean he's not any more lovable. No, it's, I, yeah, it's fine. But, like, this guy's got tiny little eyes and, like, huge head. And, and a, a really, a very really big nose. rotund body. A big nose. And he's got... He's got a huge nose. Yeah, like he you, does. Have you seen that? No, he's a cute guy. And, like he's and, cute, but and his hair. Yeah, he, he has like some hair. gross comb over, like surrounding just a bald circle on top of his head. I mean, like we're whenever being he looks way down, too mean to him, but we're just trying to explain him in like the obvious. It's not like he's a gross or anything. He's he's nice and he keeps himself clean, and like he does. He was just a little annoying cute. at first. It's just. But... It just makes no sense that all these women are like looking at him like like longingly. I I yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. That the lady in the bar was was like a widow and who knows. Maybe maybe they'd had a really nice conversation during the night and she she liked what he had to say. Who knows. So then like Andy's on his way to uh Paddington station. And he takes the bus. <gasps> because, what did he say? Oh my god, I freaked out during this part. Okay. Because the lady was like, Indy, do you want to come have coffee with uh, Remy and I? And Remy is like shaking his head like, nah, man, don't, don't cock block me. Yeah. And, um, and he's like, no, no, I gotta go get ready because I'm gonna go to Oxford and see my tutor. And I was like... <gasps> <laughs> like, I, I seriously like gasped I know. so hard because I, I was like Miss Seymour like I, yeah, I know I, I got so excited when we saw her I was like Miss fucking Seymour like I, I had to back up and be like did he say tutor I was like are we gonna fucking see Miss Seymour yeah like, I was so excited I know I, I I missed her so much so I'm very excited I miss Miss Seymour so much and um <laughs> And so he's getting on the bus. Um, he's talking to some lady at the bus station. Whose husband? She's a recent widower, um, and she was so and I don't, posh. I don't know. She is, but I don't know. I don't know how he got. Like I don't know how he got this idea in his head. But I have I have a time code for oh, this because it's God. hilarious. It's it's this so part. funny. It's like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. 
Okay, so let's just play it. Um, so he's he follows this lady onto the onto the bus because they're both they're both going places, and this this is the uh, conversation they have. Oh no, my my volume's not up. Oh god. Oh no. Oh, god. I'm, I'm so bad at this. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so okay, I'm a little late, but the the bus the bus lady is asking for their tickets. And this is like, one to Bayswater and one to Paddington. Two tuppence, please. And you might be interested in reading this. Here you go. Thank you. Well, really. What is it? A suffragette meeting. Disgraceful. Why didn't you come? Wouldn't do you any harm to learn about the problems of real women. Oh, dang. Typical of these suffragettes. Always abusing and bully-ragging anyone who disagrees with them. Even a war widow. I'm sorry. I wish there was something I could do. How kind you are. One feels so lost and lonely. You're so beautiful, I wouldn't think you'd ever be lonely. Sweet of you to say so. Listen, I have an idea. What did you say you were getting off? Bayswater? Why don't I get off with you? I beg your pardon. I could come home with you. Maybe have a cup of coffee and then maybe... You must be mad. I don't even know you. You can fix that. What a choice. You did say you were lonely. She wallops him. I have never been so insulted in my life. It what? is classic. Wait, 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 listen to what he says. I could be dead within a month. I could be dead within a month. What was he thinking? His like, where, entire where in the process. conversation did she ever, did she ever, like, invite this no was, was it, this ever invited no, no. no it was never it wasn't invited. even so like they when? were flirting at all like honestly it's just completely not like not flirting they were just having a conversation at the bus station like there was no he she was, was not showing any interest at all he is so horny it's fucking hilarious he's like horny all the time like i well, swear to god i mean i i also think he was reluctant to sign up because he also kept hearing that people were dying. Like, all the time that he was in Ireland, um, he's been hearing that people were just dying in the war. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he might have just freaked out. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Wanted, wanted, to, wanted to have a final fling before he, uh, he lost it. So, uh, I would... but that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty and funny. And this conductor girl is great. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're on the train or on the bus. The other lady leaves the bus and gets a cab instead. And then this like huge um, Zeppelin Zeppelin goes over them it's and just starts heading bombing. down the street. Yeah, it just starts bombing the streets of London. And they're like on the bus. And the lady's like, OK, we have to get off the bus. Indy, you can't go underneath the bus because if the bus blows up, you're going to blow up, too. So you have to no, leave. She says it. She says it's so calmly she says do you mind getting off the bus yeah like she just as the zeppelin is coming and indy's just frozen staring at this thing in the sky yeah and she's just like do you do you mind sir you need to get off the bus and they're just like oh my god uh i would like it's it to late. be noted emily that currently i'm in my room but i'm very happy because Anne and jenny are watching call me by your name next door <laughs> oh are they yes is jenny liking it so far yeah you should hear Oh, I, I'm sad I'm missing it, but I'll talk to her about it later. 
Anyways, it's great. Um, yeah. If so, you if you also like Call Me by Your Name, that was our last podcast that we just did. So if if you like that movie, you should definitely give it a listen. Uh, we talk about a lot of great stuff with special guest Vicky. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Little little interlude to that. Um, <laughs> Speaking of all the anyway, love so, that's coming, uh, especially between yes, this the lady, <laughs> it is so good. I know they like run because a bomb goes off like really close much, to them. Yeah, kind of close to them, and so they like just hug each other and just fall to the ground, and it's it's amazing. Yeah, and uh, basically it's like you know two people like making out during riots. You know, it's like. When one of them is, like, in the heat of the moment, and they just see each other, and they're like, there's war going on around them. It's kind of like that, and it's ridiculously dramatic, but it's cute. Yeah, it was it was super cute, the way that they just looked at each other, and Indy just looked like he had fallen, and fallen hard, because he had, physically and emotionally. Yeah, just like this girl and, um, has basically become his everything, which is every girl he sees, but this one... I think with this the, one's different. It's different because with what he had in mind, with what Remy said on the boat about how like it grows, like love grows, and then it becomes like a blooming flower. And I liked that m- metaphor better than when he's like infatuated with people, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it definitely worked out, but um, they're just they got so cozy and then they just go back on the bus because the lady's like hey you know we're not gonna win a war if we don't continue with our daily life you know so yeah that that was uh that's basically the keep calm and move on movement um even in the in world war one um is this world war two are they i don't think they've gotten to that point yet it's still world war one right I believe so. Yeah, it's still like 1914, so we're not we're not getting there yet. Um, I mean, because because World War Two is the other Indiana Jones movies. Those are the ones when he's older. We we figured this out before. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yes. there is. Yeah, World War World War Two. Yeah, because he defeats the... the Nazis in the third movie. So we always forget. Like I swear, I'm always forgetting that this he's going into a direction to become Harrison Ford, like. It's uh I'm also just terrible with history, so it this doesn't help me at all. <laughs> You're learning <laughs> or, or so I'm... much about history while watching this show though. Like I swear, so we are getting much. we are getting schooled over here. Like every time we watch we're only in the seventh episode and we've seen so many interesting people that like we have never really heard about before and so that's a never. Like I never. This it's it's really been great actually and i and every time i see something or, or hear something that i know of i go i make little notes like yay history and i just like because <laughs> it's like a freaking where's waldo like where is the history mm-hmm. and I, I like love finding it um so he is totally and completely first infatuated with this girl yeah um she totally tells him off he's like do you always give these people like such such great rides on the bus and she's like no one's ever like hit on a woman and gotten slapped in the face before so you know yeah that's 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 your own thing you did that for yourself hopefully it was fun for you um, um and then yeah then he goes to see he her has, in the suffragette movement uh because he he got a little uh, pamphlet from her and um she he knew she was gonna be there yeah he knew that she was gonna be at this suffragette movement with all of these women who are making speeches about um inequality gender inequality and they really want the vote and they really want um pay equality as well 
uh, which mm-hmm. you know we still haven't gotten. Um, <laughs> ran by ran by Sylvia Pankhurst. Yay history! Yay history! I do like Sylvia. Yay! And then they've got these hecklers like yelling at them, like the women on stage, and you know, kind of demoralizes this one lady and. Um, then, was already nervous yeah, she's like we, nervous. we learned later this was her first time speaking and she had some really good thoughts on on equal pay and it's just and these guys are just being total total jerkwads and then uh, <laughs> and then Indy stands up for her in the hall and it's cute like she's like no one would want to be your husband so there's that or your wife yeah she yeah I think the comment I had written down the time thing but it's pretty long I don't know if you wanted me to play it I have it set up Oh well, I mean, it's it's pretty self-explanatory, it. honestly. It's it's just like the ladies just talking about how uh, women. Yeah, she's very timid and nervous, mm-hmm. and she's talking about equal pay and talking about how you know husbands husbands are paying their wives like really like I, I don't I don't really get the comment where she said that husbands were paying their wives like a cent or something to do something. Yeah, like what? I'm not. And then the guy. And then the guy says something like, if you were my wife, I'd be surprised if you got anything. And I'm like, what? Okay. And then, and then Indy tells him off and. Yeah. So then they go to, um, they go to like have a drink and it is like the sexiest scene like ever. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I need to cue this up right now. Oh my God. If this scene i had to watch it twice yeah, i, I was watched like, it twice what i showed ann and jenny i was happening? like i need to watch this scene again this is a great this is a great scene so i was like this was the best so ideally uh the way that the scene goes because emily's gonna play it for you but um it, so they indy's talking about how when he was younger he had been to all these different places and he knows all these languages and that the fact that like he's joining the belgian army so then the girl's like oh so you speak um Belgian and he's like yes I do and then she's like well do you speak this language and it's in a different language and so that's kind of how it goes and so uh, Emily if you would like to just read what they're saying because it's all in different languages so when you play it obviously you don't understand what they're saying uh, but they're subtitles so you're going to have to read the subtitles because there's no other way of like the people can't see it so (laughs) (sighs) Okay, but it was it was so steamy. Oh my god, I love this scene. Yeah. It was so great. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I joined the Belgian army. The Belgian army. Vous parlez français alors? You speak French then? Oui. Yes, I speak fluent French. Really? Next, you will tell me that you speak German. Yeah, yeah. Oh, certainly, I speak many languages. Does that include Italian? If you speak French and Spanish, Italian is not hard to learn. But of course you speak Hungarian. Of course. You seem to have enjoyed a cosmopolitan upbringing. Is it too much to hope that you speak Swedish? Not at all. I have traveled a great deal. And Stockholm is one of my favorite cities. <laughs> and did your travels take you to Greece? <laughs> yes, but I prefer ancient Greek. Oh my god. And it is so much more poetic. 
<laughs> they get really close. No doubt you are familiar with Arabic. Very close. Arabic is the first language I learned. Amazing. Oh, she like mix up her own language. Yeah. What language is that? You mean your name is Jones, yet you don't speak Welsh? <laughs> that was a Welsh. <laughs> so good. <laughs> she doesn't make it up. She, she she speaks Welsh. Yeah. And I guess he doesn't know that one. Well, I thought. Or does he? No, he doesn't. That's that's why he doesn't know that. He, one. Uh, she match points him. Uh, oh, so great! The scene was just. Yeah. Just amazing. It's amazing. Just amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, and then he's like, well, I want to see you again when he's dropping her off at her uh, apartment. And they kind of do this exchange where he's in the middle of the street and he's like, well, I was going to go to Oxford tomorrow. And she's like, oh, okay, well, good night. And then he like walks a bit away and he's like, well, do you want to come with me? And she's like, I have work. And he's like, okay, well, good night. And then he like walks away again. And then he's like, and then she's like, she's like well, but you know. I get off at one. <laughs> she's like, I get off at one. And he's like, all right, I will get you then. And it's like, it's so cute. Like, they're just uh, playing off each other really well. I really like the girl. I know. After that scene, I wrote, um, I wrote, you should probably just propose right now. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Which is just heartbreaking. Uh, okay, but anyway. So then um, they go to see Mrs. Seymour. <clears throat> Well, they have like a little montage. Yeah. They have, okay, okay, wait. I thought it was a little. They go on the train. Weird, that like no, not just on the train, but they had like a little montage together of just them going and doing stuff, and they're talking about the exact same experiences they had in the same places. So mm-hmm. I thought, I, did we even I talk know. about I, them when they were uh, going and hanging out with all those kids? We didn't. We didn't talk about that. With the with the with the poor lady, mm-hmm. um, who's who's. Who like hasn't been able to get money to feed her kids because her husband's like in the war or something currently? Yeah, and she just has no money. They're just like being so nice and like they want to pay for her, um, like for her rent her and rent. like get her some food. Yeah, and they like go and get tea for the kids and like biscuits, and then they're like, Indy's like, oh, uh, you know, it'll just be a loan. Um, and then the lady's like, oh, okay, and like the he's like Indy's like playing around with the kids. And the lady's like, you got yourself a good one there. And yeah, a good, a good gentleman. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and I'm like, oh my God. And then he said something really cute, which was, um, my mother taught me in China, uh, to make people feel like th- they could keep their pride. And I just, I thought that was so like, I love how they called back to that China episode. Oh, definitely. Because yeah, they, he wanted to. Like he wanted to help that guy out, but but if but if he did, he would have like dishonored him, and it was uh, what was it? The guy who was trying to steal the carriage or something? Yeah, right? yeah, it was, was definitely trying to steal their luggage. Yeah, it was like um, well, just a couple things. Remember, they were at like the people's house, and they had fed them and helped them, and then they were just like, um, Indy's mom just was like, "Oh, I'll give you this uh, for your hospitality, oh, right. so that you could pay your rent." Um, which was pretty badass yeah. of her. And she, yeah, she told it to, she, like, used it as more of, like, a transaction. Like, hey, you let me stay with you, kind of, like, 
a renting situation, like, here's what I owe you. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So so then we go and see yeah. Miss Seymour, and Vicky is worried. Miss Seymour! Oh Vicky is worried that Miss Seymour won't like her. And uh, then Indy immediately tells her that he's going to join the Belgian army. And she's like, that's a fucking stupid idea. What are you thinking? Oh, my gosh, I know. And she's like, did you tell your your father? And he's like, no. And she's like, what the fuck? You have to tell your father. You're telling him right now. You're going to go sit in my study and write a damn letter to your father. You know, just like... And he and he had such a he had such a baby indie response like he was like yes Miss Seymour yeah and he like walked away and I was like oh I just felt like I was just watching baby indie right there I know it was really cute <sighs> seeing um, Sean Patrick Flannery with Seymour and like having that same rapport because like they don't have that until now but you know well yeah since we haven't even seen Miss Seymour in forever <sighs> yeah she's a uh, fantastic. Um, and then they even bring up Lawrence of Arabia. And I was like, oh, you mean Bay? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you mean Miss Seymour's past lover? <laughs> yeah. And then Miss um, Seymour's like, oh, we're going to go to a dinner party with Winston Churchill. And they start talking about suffragettes. And then Vicky gets, like, extremely defensive <laughs> with Miss Seymour. Oh, definitely. And and we don't even find out why until after the dinner party, which is, like... Mm-hmm crazy because yeah she definitely lays into miss seymour yeah she's about it she's just like you you know how else are we supposed to fight and seymour's like well maybe you should try it a different way and she's like this is about women's rights like this is the most important thing right now it's not i have a time code if you want me to try and find it oh if, if you want i mean um she also goes off at the dinner table with winston churchill in like the same kind of way and basically yeah, blows does. up at the at this <laughs> dinner party yeah, it was a pretty, pretty cray. Um, for me to, to play the one with her and Miss Seymour. Okay. I've been invited to a dinner party this evening. Might be interesting. Winston Churchill will be there. Isn't he in France? He's on leave, I imagine. Brilliant mind. Remarkable military strategist. His judgment is not always sound, of course. Certainly not about women's suffrage. A great many people were wrong about women's suffrage, including the suffragettes. Oh. Well, but who's Winston Churchill? Didn't you agree with women's suffrage, Miss Seymour? I certainly don't believe that throwing stones and burning down politicians' houses is the right way to prove your fitness to take part in the government of the country. Until women did those things and went to prison and nearly died for their beliefs, no one took any notice. But was it the right kind of notice? My dear young lady... Please don't call me that. I'm not a dear young lady, yours or anybody else's. I am a woman, and as an intelligent woman, I have a right to vote. If you don't believe that, then you have no business teaching anyone history, literature, or even how to boil an egg. Dang. She, uh... She told her. Oh, yeah. I mean... And then she does it to Winston Churchill. And, uh... Indy is trying to change the subject, and it's so. I mean, funny. Her, her argument made more sense with with Winston at least because he was talking about voting, even if it was for soldiers, male soldiers. Yeah, like, yeah. It it was ridiculous that Winston was trying to say like, you know, this is a completely different topic right now, Miss. Like, why are you bringing this up? I mean, I guess 
I don't know. It definitely didn't seem like it was a far-fetched, like, off-topic, you know, bring bringing the two topics together. Yeah. I mean, it, but. she goes, and, like, Indy's trying to change the subject. He's, he's like, uh, speaking of this, um, speaking of sex, and then she, like, hits the... <gasps> I know, that's right. He goes, speaking of changing the subject, and then she goes, like, don't you think women, like, yeah. this topic is just the same as you are, and then even if it is about a different sex, then he goes, speaking of sex. <laughs> I <so."> know. <laughs> And she, like, bangs so her funny. hand on the table, and then it's, like, meat goes and hits Winston Churchill in the head. It's so funny. I thought it was, like, I thought it was, like, ice cream. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, and then, like, Jeez. she wipes it off, she runs away, and then he's, like, that girl is fiery. <laughs> like, she's got a very um, strong spirit or something like that. It's so uh, great. Yeah. And laughs. I was, like, I wrote, uh, Winston seemed to like it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Definitely, like, and, and same with Seymour, like, she's totally into how uh, passionate she is, um, and it's great. And so then, like, Seymour and her kind of have a really nice little scene where they kind of smooth out their differences, and, and she tells her that her mother was a suffragette that went on a hunger strike and was imprisoned, and they had to force feed her uh, with a tube, you know, to oh, yeah. she was on a hunger strike. And she said it was, like, the most horrible thing, you know, just, like, being in prison under terrible conditions and stuff. And um, so that's why she fights so much, because her mother was the same. And now she's, like, an invalid because she ruined herself. Um, uh, And then they have, like, this incredible montage where they're, like, on a boat. And they're, like, riding their bikes around Oxford and falling in love. Like, it's so cute. (laughs) I know. I wrote. I wrote countless times. I just wrote these two, like just for for like six six times. I just wrote these two. They are just <laughs> so adorable, and they have like such a great like. She is so awesome. This girl, Vicky, like she is so cool, and he he's just like completely falling in love with her, like just completely. Um, and then they even go and visit Vanessa's parents, who live nearby, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what we learned about uh, the the force feeding and the torturing. Yeah, the yeah. mother endeared, which was very, very sad to hear. Yeah, and and Vanessa um, <clears throat> Vanessa Redgrave is is the mother, so she was like a special one. Oh, you can hear that siren? Yeah, I don't know. There's sirens everywhere oh. all the time. I I can hear it. <laughs> I, oh, I can hear oh, it all the way over here in street. California. That's <laughs> there it goes. You saved that Did person. Did it stop on your street? No, it's, it drove up my street. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, there's a car alarm going off. <clears throat> Again, I apologize for all the noise, but I really can't do anything about it, so I've basically just uh, resigned to the void. Anyway, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure you will be forgiven. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, Who knows? So they have this nice conversation with his family, and then, or with her family, and then he like takes her to some cute little like church or something and they're like outside in, in the green beautiful place and yeah like next to what looked like some ruins or something i don't even know what this thing was but it was beautiful wherever they were um and i and i guess i want to just play it. this little little area because i think it's really cute like honestly it's like oh, yeah. their little conversation is is like honestly adorable so i'm just gonna play it is that one twenty two fifty four? What? Mm-hmm. 
Do you love me? The question is, do you love me? Yes. I love you. Aww. I love you too. So cute. And they share a they kiss. And it's, I just love the way that he tells her, like, it's so, it's so genuine. And he says, yes, I love you. But he still has this, like, look on his face, like, uh, you know, I'm apprehensive. I'm worried that you don't love me back. And yeah, it, it, and when she says that she loves him, his <laughs> smile is, like, so adorable. Like, he really has a really cute smile. <laughs> he was, he was just so great in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, and I had made a comment um earlier. I was I was wondering if there were even any transitional scenes put in this. I don't think so. I think it was all one cohesive episode. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like is is this going to have to I and I don't think so. I think it just is supposed to be all the way through and that's why it's such a strong episode because it doesn't have any kind of like missing scenes or anything. It's all just like flowing together. It was written to be no. one full episode, which is good. The only difference was at the start of the second half. I didn't, I didn't bring this up, but Remy doesn't have a mustache anymore. Oh did you, yeah, did you, I did notice, did you notice that? that. I did. Yeah. What do you, what do you think of that? I thought he looked kind of better without it. He did look with better without mustache, it. He looked kind of like greasy. I don't know. He, he looked, looked kind too of gross. Uh, Chef Boyardee with the <clears throat> with the mustache. Oh, definitely. And then it was a lot better definitely. without it. <laughs> Now he just looks like the chef from from Ratatouille. Yeah, from Ratatouille. Yeah, he looks just <laughs> like that guy, man. If you're gonna envision yeah. somebody, it's that chef Gusto in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what he looks like. That's pretty much exactly. Um, <clears throat> but I just so... loved like it was such a bold question that uh, he says, and it really reminded me of um, of Call Me by Your Name when when he's like. Is it better to speak or to die? And then Elio's like, uh, I will never have the courage to ask a question like that. And I just like thought when Indy asked this, like, do you love me? Like, that is so like That's definitely a question that someone would be reluctant to ask. Yeah, it's a very but, bold but question. But Indy is like so open about his feelings and stuff that he in Indy is never worried of of bringing up something. No. And I was just like, because he, he has to know you. He's too curious. He has to know. Those questions, he will never... He'll never fudge. Yeah. So, um, this is basically... I've I've just basically been like, okay, yeah, they should just get married. They say goodbye to, to Miss Seymour, and she's like, okay, well, when you get shipped off, you gotta tell me, and I'll be there and say goodbye to you. Um, yeah. Which is Seymour. so cute. Ugh. And then they go to... They go to, like, a little suffragette thing, and then they go to dinner... And oh my, my god, I know, right? My heart <laughs> is just Oh my broken. god, I got like so attached to them too. I was like, this is gonna be the best love story and it just falls apart. Because well, he was waiting he was waiting for so long to get to get called to be shipped off that like I I honestly I honestly thought that they were just never gonna bring it up and he was just gonna be with her forever because <laughs> Oh, I know. Because it, it would be such long points where they wouldn't bring it up. And then I'd be like, did they just forget about the war? And then then her dad was like, uh, Vicky's dad said, so when do you when do you leave? And he's like, oh, in a few, uh, I any guess. minute now, I guess. Yeah, he says, I guess, like, oh, okay, like a they ton. didn't forget. 
Um, I know, all the time. It's just, I guess, I guess. I guess, I guess. Um, so they're at dinner, and Vicky is like, you know, Indy starts to say something, and she's like, don't, don't say anything. Well, because they were done eating, and she's like, okay, let's go. And then he's like, wait, 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 let's just, let's just hold on a second. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no. Like, she, she knows. She's like, oh, God. Um, and, um, yeah. so she, she, so, she knows, she... I, I didn't get a time code for this. If you wanted to play, play it, do you have it? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, so it's like the whole conversation is just so you. fucking sad. Okay. Please don't. Can you hear Jenny in the other room? She's like Why not? crying over this movie right now. Because I I'm, I'm hearing I'm hearing something. <laughs> I thought that you love me. I do. I'll probably never love anybody else as much again, but I can't marry you. But why? Because I want to be a writer, a journalist. Well, what's that got to do with it? I want to be an archaeologist. But that's exactly my point. A man can marry and have a career, but a woman can't. At least not until she's established. I do want to have children one day, but not now. Not yet. Can't you see? My life's just beginning. And to get married now would be like putting a stopper on it all. All that energy and ambition just shut up inside marriage. It, it doesn't have to be like that. But it is. Well, if you really love me, then... I do. Well, that's the end of that conversation. Um... So, ah, so her ah. argument for not wanting to marry Indy is the stupidest shit. Like, I swear to God, they could get married. She doesn't have to have kids right away. Like, they could have completely separate lives and, like, still be successful and still be in love and, like, not have kids. Like, it, it just... I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what it was like at the time. Right, it seems like at the before... time, definitely, that would be an unconventional relationship. But, like, honestly, like... It seems like they would do a lot of world traveling together and, like, have a pretty unconventional relationship as it is. I just don't think True. that he really fought for it enough. Like, he does say it doesn't have to be like that. And it's true. It doesn't have to be like that. Um, and it, it's just breaking this, like, really beautiful thing that they have they've developed in such a, like, kind of shitty way. It's just like saying, like, oh, it's because she just doesn't want to have a family right now. And it's like really that's the reason why like i feel like indy would support her no matter what she wanted to do i think so too i just think that because of the time period they weren't that they weren't that forward thinking yeah they just, yeah you're they right just yeah. thought that it either had to be this way or it had to be this way there was no in between when today that's definitely not the case like you could do whatever you want these days a relationship can be any kind of which way yeah yeah you're so right and it's sad it's really sad that this is brought down by the time period and the conventions um, extremely and um and so did he did he want to marry her before he left like were they gonna get married the next day yeah it seems like they would get married and then he would leave um you know for war which a lot of people do and you see i know which that that part where I'm kind of glad she had said no because he's leaving for war. Like, I'm sorry, but who knows if he's coming back? I don't... Yeah, and she does say that, too. She's like, you know, you could die, and it would be terribly heartbreaking, and just, like, 
of course that's yeah that's always true and and but they don't even have like this conversation where it's like i'll wait for you or anything because he can't promise that she can't promise that she's like she says you know five years from now you may not feel the same way and you know that's true which is true because war changes you he might mm-hmm. meet someone else who knows i mean yeah so it's definitely sad he definitely they... won't be the same person no no but... they had something beautiful and uh you know it's got a lot of parallels to call me by her name <laughs> <laughs> emily just starts like you know I mean, I, I definitely I definitely see your connections and you, you're making some very good connections. Um, I just want us to stay on topic. So, so um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I definitely wanted to bring that up because, I mean, I understand. I understand her saying I would understand her more saying no on the fact that he was leaving for war. And yeah. Who knows if he's coming back? Because because yeah. Indy was definitely acting impulsively because of how fleeting he was he was taking a look on life like he has been he's been looking at it as so fleeting these days because of all these terrible stories that he'd been hearing about the war so he was probably like ready to just have something to come back to like just tie it tie it down tie her down yeah definitely trying trying to tie down someone who definitely is is not the tying down type like She's just like Indy. You cannot tie her down to anything. She will. She is really just like Indy. They they literally are like so similar, and it's crazy how much like they basically made a girl version of Indy, um, and he really met his match. And they really have like a really good situation, and it's just so sad that that they're not together. And I don't even know if she even comes back later. You know, I know we'll just have to find out. But if if they do, they'll be. There'll be some major squeeing. Oh. That's what's going to happen. I mean, I'm just going to be sad if he falls in love with somebody else from now on. I'm just going to be like, but what about Vicky? You know? I know. Like, any other person that he, like, even locks eyes with, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like, Andy, what the fuck you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So he leaves um, in in a huff because, you know, he was, he was rejected. Yep. Are you, re- are you rejecting me? <laughs> um. Yes. Um, and he he leaves, and then there's a cut to the train station where he's gonna about leave to for leave. war. Yep, in his cute outfit, he's wearing his entire uh, getup. He's wearing his cute little uniform that Remy says that you know once once we get into uniform, women will will not be able to stay away from a man in uniform he says that comment like right as they right as they enlist well um, um and then remy actually gets married so remy has like an entire family now um <laughs> what i did not catch you that catch where did it? he say that yeah he comes up what? yeah remy comes up I think it, it was because you called me i think i'd missed it oh yeah so remy literally comes up right before miss seymour gets there and is like this is my family uh i got married yesterday <laughs> and he's like oh, oh hey. my Dang it! So so Remy Remy and Indy could have been both married men together. Yeah, and he marries that girl he saw. But not. And, yeah, and then she has like two kids. She has like two daughters. So he has like a whole that's entire family nice. now. Yeah, that that's nice. Um, I mean, hopefully Remy makes it. We'll we'll find out. Oh my I god, guess. do you really think? <laughs> <laughs> do you think we'll find out? I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> and then Indy gets on the train, and then he sees Vicky, and she's, like, all the way down on the platform. And so he gets off the train, and he yells at her, and then the train leaves, and he has to jump on the train, and he doesn't get to say goodbye to her. Yeah, because cause I think he saw her, she came, saw him, like, kind of getting on the train, and was about to turn around and just leave, and he, like, sees her. And they, like, they have one <sighs> They have a, lo- one a last lingering, longing lingering, look. Yeah. <laughs> A lingering, a lingering look, just like in a "Call Me by Your Name." <laughs> so. Then you just like start. Okay, I wasn't the one who made the connection that time. It was you. So, exactly. If I if I didn't, you were. So. So yeah, that was the episode. Excellent episode. Definitely recommend way more than the, the this whole, first this SPF whole time, episode. I did not know I did not know Vicky's name until he yelled Vicky at the very end. And then, because what was it? I kept saying nameless girl because I did not know her name. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I wrote her name is Vicky. And then at the very end, comments notes thirty one and thirty two. I wrote these two in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so good. <sighs> Such a good episode. I mean, I hope you enjoyed it because honestly, it's great. And uh, this was, I was this very excited. This was so great. It's going to make me more excited Thank for the you. next Thank one. Thank you to our fan who listens and who, who <laughs> yes. listens to the indie and tells us that, that the Sean Patrick Flannery episodes are actually really good. Because they are. Yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, Thank you. Because I definitely needed some motivation after that first episode. My God. Yeah. My God. Ooh. So, anyways, yeah, this was great. Um, you can I give it a I give it a ten treasures out of ten treasures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that treasure belongs in a museum. I um, give it a I give it ten forbidden eyes out of ten forbidden eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get wait, your podcast. Wait, 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 wait. What? wait, what? What? I want to bring up one last thing before oh. we before we close everything I'm out. I'm sorry. Continue. If you have not listened, um, what was it? How long ago did, did we post it, Alessandra? Our, our radio <gasps> play? Yes, our Pride and Prejudice radio play. That came out like a m- month ago, I want to say. Less? At the beginning of January, right? Um, it was 17 days ago, <clears throat> actually. 17 days. 17 days, exactly. So whenever this comes out, um, it might have been 17 or 18 days actually, ago. Actually, 19 days. 19 days ago. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So either 19 or 20 days ago, we posted a radio play that we had been working on for about six months. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have not listened to it and you enjoy the beautiful wonderful story that jane austen has written for us pride and prejudice (laughs) we we put together this very great um parody radio play and it's it's really great you guys and we would really love it it. really do if you're an austenite out there austenites man let's get together and listen to this radio play let us know what you think i would love to hear what you guys think because i think it's so great (laughs) and i think you will i think you'll love it too yeah um so definitely give it a listen, please. It's only 40 minutes long. Um, so if you have some time, yeah. <laughs> please listen. Please, please. Um, and enjoy. And let us know what you think. Yeah, please. Give us any suggestions like, for future comment, radio plays, because um, we would... Comment. Also, like, yeah. rate us and review us on iTunes, too. Like, 
five stars a review would be like the best, but we'll really take anything. Or, or honestly, what you think of us? Yeah. we would love a review of any kind. Um, please, um, and um, you can also find us on Facebook. Um, just search all by the popcorn. Uh, we also have yeah, that's where we do notifications yes. for all of our podcasts. So if you need to know when we post anything, we will do purely just notifications there. Yeah. Um, of when we release stuff, so you can get all your notifications. And also, uh, we have a Twitter uh, at by the popcorn is our handle. And Emily's been doing great at um, updating us for the recent Oscar season that's going on right now. So we're we're like head we're like head in this like really like knee deep right now in Oscar. Yeah, stuff. we are we are getting our we're getting our movies watched oh, so yeah. we can do our Oscar predictions coming up soon. Oh, I'm so um, excited! We it's still like have a lot of movies to watch. Of the year is the Oscar predictions podcast. <laughs> So if you're looking forward to that, oh. look forward to it. Oh, yes, with us. Because we're we're trying we're trying to get all those movies watched so we can get a proper uh, proper podcast put together for you guys. And, um, and then you can also email us at allbythepopcornpodcast.com or allbythepopcorn.com or sorry at gmail.com. I said that completely wrong. I'm going to start over. Allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com or allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. There we go. Yes, please email us. We would love to know. Suggestions for future radio plays. Um, yes, suggestions for that. future episodes. <laughs> Is there a show that you've been watching that you would like us to start doing individual episode reviews just like this? We will listen to you. Yes, please. We would love to hear what you say. So please let us know anything. Um, <laughs> and thank you again, sir, for that comment under <laughs> under our last Indiana Jones podcast. Yes. We, we love your comments. <laughs> And we, we wholeheartedly agree with you. Sean Patrick is so great right now. Yeah, Just, he's, he's thank at the you. top of his game right now. The first the first episode, no, but this one, yes. So <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted us to say your name, but I, I will not say it. So it just... <laughs> Yeah, if, if you guys ever email us, like, say whether or not you want us to say your name or not. Um, but, uh, but yes, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Yes, thank you. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.